What is up, Behind the Birds listeners? I'm feeling super today. Here with me today, I have Nader, NG, Nade Shot, Eagles.World. Am I supposed to? Is that that's my well, cue? I was I was gonna get I was gonna, I wanted to say you know like hey I wanted you to say like hey what's up? Right. I mean I'll like say what's before, up yeah. before I get Listen. to Jay you know okay hashtag he's back yeah, yeah. sorry he's back Nobody, yeah it's like yeah, he is NG. back he is back we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about Nader's post in a little bit all right let's talk. we got let's we got talk. something we got something I got a lot a I got a lot to tell you um, yeah. it was really it was really I, informative I guess but, my first my first thing that I'll say in my little intro here is that um. Uh, the Giants had absolutely no chance, and that was obvious the whole time. So, oh yeah, all right, yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, Nader's here. We also have Jay Eagles underscore Empire holding it down for behind the birds in terms of posting on Instagram because, um, yeah, as you couldn't tell, it's Donovan here. I uh, I made a little comeback post about a couple of weeks ago and told everybody that I was coming back. Philly Eagles updates. And I haven't posted since, and it doesn't look like I'm going to be posting anytime soon. And it doesn't look like I'm going to get the K. So Jay's going to still roast me, but I don't care anymore. You know, some can't hold down the fort like it's, uh, some of the originals, no. you know. No. You know, my coaching tree is a lot like the uh, – it's a lot like Bill Belichick's. Uh, Nader's holding it down as Mike Vrabel. He's holding down my tree. Donovan – you know, it's like Josh McDaniels. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is his uh, attempted comeback. This is his yeah. Raiders coaching. He's attempting to come back. Uh, my my, co- my coaching tree just isn't as strong as it, as it could have been. Yeah, but uh, to, to piggyback off Nader, yeah, the Giants had no chance. And like third play of the game when Devontae Smith roasted somebody, it was pretty much over at that point. Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about it a little bit. All right. Max, Max not here, by the way, today. Um, let's talk about it a little bit. 38 to seven in the, in the divisional round, it, it really did seem like once Hertz hit Devontae for that big play that yep. the Giants <laughs> that was the no second play of the game. Like you can literally, <laughs> like you can literally tell in the defense, they were just like, Oh God, no, <laughs> you were there. What was the vibe? What was the vibe? You were there. Yeah. Um, so, so I was sitting behind the end zone, the, the direction they were coming in the first quarter. So that, that deep ball came towards our direction mm-hmm. and, um, it connects and I immediately smash my shin into the cup holder in front of me. <laughs> and I start celebrating, obviously with the section, people were fired up, but I mean, it, the game just didn't happen. Like, like I, it's I, I, obviously it's different watching in the stadium versus watching on TV, but I feel like they scored the first touchdown. People were feeling good, but once they scored the second, like the whole stadium just knew the game was over. Like there wasn't much, nobody was really worried. People were clowning the Giants fans. There was no question that they, I, I like, we talked about this a lot in the preview pod. When we talked about the game, we, we were, we were, we were talking about, you know, the Eagles chances. The only question was how healthy Hertz was going to be, whether Johnson was going to be banged up a little bit. Um, ultimately though, we knew this team, you know, they came out and they played, they took the last couple of weeks of the regular season off. Let's be honest. We, we know that it's not a big deal, but they came out and they were the team they were all year. And if they're playing like the team they've been all year, the team, like the giants overperforming by beating the worst team in the NFC playoffs. I mean, I guess that's mean to the Vikings, probably not the worst team in the NFC. Second worst. Yeah. But the point is like winning one game, you know, that's their season. That's what they set out to do was win a game in the playoffs. They did it. They came here pretending like they were all confident and ready to, you know, to hang and, and they just couldn't, I mean, like, like, you know, you could tell from the very beginning that the Eagles had it 
you know, they had it, they had what they've, they had this sort of magic. It's not magic. You know, you know exactly what they, what they've been, the way they've been playing all year, but they had that from the second they got onto the field. And once that became true, once we knew that was the case, then, you know, there was no question that they were going to win that game. 38 to seven, very poetic, very funny. I appreciated that quite a bit. Wouldn't be surprised if we see a similar kind of blowout this weekend, but I guess we'll get to that later. The Eagles are just like, <laughs> like it's, you don't like usually physically dominate another NFL team, but like in the trenches, like it was just not even a matchup, yeah. like for all the hype. And he's a really good player, probably top three players position for all the talk of Dexter Lawrence and his impact. Against oh my the God, Vikings, dude, Dexter, he, got he wasn't even there. He, I mean, he got yeah. shut out. Absolutely he got shut out. Week 14 and then he got shut out. And he got absolutely shut out by Kelsey Dickerson and Samalu and big cat Williams that everyone was talking. And you know, the, one of the things that everyone mentioned with the giants game was, Oh, they're getting a Dory Jackson back. They're getting Dexter, I'm sorry, Leonard Williams and then Xavier McKinney, those those three guys, they didn't play against the, uh, the Eagles the first time. Well, Dexter, well, Leonard Williams was a no-show. He got blocked. Uh, Xavier McKinney got toasted by Dallas Goddard and then fell down, and then a touchdown was scored. Hassan and... Reddick, Hassan Reddick absolutely obliterated Andrew Collins, by the way. Like, the, on the first oh, defensive snap. Evan Neal, Evan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked about this on the pod. Like, there was absolutely no chance Evan Neal was going to contain Hassan Reddick, and that was what happened. And like, honestly, Josh, Josh Sweat also pretty much. defensive snap. Like, it was like, like. On the first sack, Hassan Reddick just blows past Evan Neal, and yeah. Daniel Jones escapes him, but uh, Andrew Thomas falls on top of him, well, like, trips him up because Josh Sweat was just bull rushing him back. Like, and then, you know. Oh, the James Bradbury interception. C.J. Gardner-Johnson comes in on the blitz. Jonathan Gannon drops back his two edge rushers into coverage, and they get an interception on that play. That's just yeah. funny for all the dialogue of, oh, you shouldn't drop the guys back into coverage. It was like a huge play. Uh, James Bradbury got his revenge pick. I mean, Saquon Barkley did nothing. He had one long carry. The game was, o- was already over at that point. I mean, uh, it, was the, it was the Kenny Gainwell game. Nick Sirianni he, clowns everybody, and everyone hates him for it. But he's a Gainwell dog. had the quietest 112 yard game I've maybe ever seen in my life. I don't know who on said it. Carries, I, it I don't know if I saw it on Twitter. I don't know if you want to. One of you guys said it, but Kenny Gainwell is the 2023, uh, 2022 version of Corey Clement. Like that's just bound to happen. Oh, I did see point. that. Just... What a what a what a dialogue. What an amazing turn of events. Uh, Boston Scott scored a touchdown. Anyone could saw that happening. Yeah. Um. I mean, bro, they're just better. <laughs> they're just by the, so better. By the way, Nader, what was the odds? Remember we were talking about the odds for uh, Hassan Reddick to get a sack? It was like minus oh, yeah, one minus. something. Yeah, and he yeah. hit it he on like two of them. the first drive. <laughs> he got two of them things. And he only, he should have had like four. There was four that he – like there was two sacks that he genuinely missed. It was insane. Like, and then what even is like – I mean – People are gonna. You can look at the passing numbers and say, "Oh, he didn't pass for a lot of yards." Blah blah. Oh, he missed AJ Brown in the touchdown. Blah blah. But I mean, Jalen Hurts uh, was pretty much the same player we saw all season. He was, you know, an MVP candidate. His timing was he showed, right. He showed that his shoulder was fine, even if he overthrew. If he overthrew AJ Brown, I mean, I'd rather that than him underthrow it. To be fair, I've seen him throw. I've seen. I've seen him throw overthrow AJ Brown before. It's not like yeah, that it's, it it's. He's not gonna make every throw. Uh, it seems like AJ's hamstring was kind of bothering him too. So maybe the ball was in the right place, but he just wasn't able to go get it. I mean, it didn't even impact the game at all. The game, whatever. I think they scored a touchdown or they kicked the field goal on that drive. They still scored points. He looked good. I mean, we saw him, I think on the first drive, he took a hit and he got tackled by like Thibodeau and somebody else and he got up fine. I mean, it's another week of rest. I mean, the big, I think that the biggest thing was like, you could see like a little bit like Lane was definitely like, 
ooh, like a little bit like kind of stiff. I think he yeah. like I think he looked like he grimaced a little bit like when the game first began, but mm. eventually he was fine. But I mean, they, one of the benefit was they blew him out so bad they could pull the starters, and Lane didn't play a full game, and Jalen didn't play a full game. Like all yeah. these guys got to kind of sit out the fourth quarter, and yeah. you know, you got and there, there's a rest advantage they have over over San Fran. They had a day's more worth of rest, and they had probably quarters more worth of rest. However much that means, Jake, but can I mean, we um? Can we use that as a transition? I don't know how much you guys want to talk about the Giants game. I mean, yeah, that's really it. But yeah, I think we can I, transition into the, the, actual, yeah. the, the game gonna, that might actually yeah, be competitive. So I'm going to say it's not going to be competitive. I'll say one thing quickly about this this Niners-Eagles oh, game. Just in terms Niners of, fans are going to clip that. The balance. <laughs> Something uh, they invasion, did we see? Have we listen, seen? Oh, yeah. Did you see the video of them at the, like, the, the bar? And I, I see somebody, yeah. Say, yeah, I see somebody yeah. say, I've seen better energy get a baby shower. Listen, guys, I'll tell you this. Number one, Jay already mentioned it. Eagles have. Home field advantage, extra day of rest. Niners have to fly cross country. They have a rookie quarterback. A rookie has never started in the Super Bowl, right? They have not played on the East Coast in over 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. The game is being played at noon on their body clock. The Eagles are healthy. I, I don't know how many more advantages we could ask for in a game like this. Like, I, the whole point. Of, of the regular season of the one seed of all this was that this game is being played in Philadelphia. And it's true that these are evenly matched rosters, depth charts, absolutely the case. The Eagles have every advantage you could ask for in terms of the intangibles, literally every single one you could ask for. And, you know, we can use that as a launching point. I don't think this is going to be a competitive game. I think the Eagles are, I, I think the Eagles are going to beat the, the, the Niners handily. I don't really... I understand why there's hesitation and I, and I appreciate the fact that the Niners are a good team. I just like the vibe, the feeling, something about this team, the way they played against the giants, the fact that they're at home, it just like, it seems like Purdy's magic is going to run out and maybe I'll eat my words. And I understand how, how good this Niners roster is, but I don't know. I just, I, I've never felt this confident in an Eagles playoff yeah, game. So, so let's talk about maybe Purdy. in my entire life. I think, I think, I think a week. good, I think a good uh, starting point should be Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy. the quarterback is obviously the most important position on the field. Um, and I think if you look at the roster, um, like if you compare both sides of, of the roster, um, I Eagles really think better at 90% of yeah, the, the only thing off the top of my head that I can think of that I could say, Oh, the 49ers are better than the Eagles at are running back and linebacker. I'll give them, I don't know, I'll everything else. Them, I'll give them tight end off proven commodity. Tight end, I get Yeah. I'll I give mean, you it. I'll give yeah, you tight end. But fine. a quarterback, offensive line, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive, defensive line, cornerback, secondary. Safety. Yeah. Secondary. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really like the gap between what the Eagles are better that, better than the 49ers at are much wider. I, I believe. See, Kyle Sandy and coach absolute bum, like completely fumble coaching. In yeah. big games too, it's not like he's like a. Yeah. It's not like this. It's not like they're coaching against a guy who's like a this big time coach. He's been in all these mm -hmm. big games, and just for fun, I watched the um, the highlights of the 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl just for fun because I just wanted to go back and watch a couple of them. And I mean, they were winning by what ten points in the fourth quarter, <laughs> and they just decided to stop running the ball. And Jimmy Garoppolo absolutely just got washed, and just forgot how to play quarterback, mm -hmm. and then. And last year, I think they had a lead too against the Rams, and they, you know, kind of withered away. And of course, there's a Kyle Shanahan in the a Super Bowl with the Falcons, washed that one away. Like, bro, I, come on, man. 
Brock, bottom line is Brock, Brock Purdy. Brock, Brock Purdy has had a he's had an e he's had like a a point four zero strength of schedule since he's been the starter. The best team he played is Dallas, and honestly, he didn't play well. Yeah, he didn't. I was gonna you say, can't yeah, tell me you can't watch these two playoff games he's played in at Seattle against Seattle and then against Dallas and say, oh man, he played great. No, he didn't. Here, here's here's the Purdy thing. Here's what I'll Trayv- say. On Purdy. If Trayvon Diggs makes a play on that ball, I I, I think I know. You, you, yeah, I think I know. Diggs, you guys know what, listen, I, I know what throw I'm it, talking about. The one that yes, Kittle that listen, he juggled. He, yeah, he's been doing a lot of it. He, it's it's been a lot of turnover prone plays, a lot of that kind of stuff. The big thing for me on Purdy is that he is doing what Shanahan has always dreamed of in his offense, which is he just has a quarterback who does exactly what he's told and does, you know, reads exactly what's in front of him and doesn't try to do too much. The problem is he is still a rookie. He's still a seventh round pick. He does have tendencies that are getting him in trouble and just haven't burned them yet. Number one. When he's under pressure, he starts running backwards. He starts running to his left. He doesn't have good pocket presence. He doesn't get rid of the ball very quickly. Number two, he's not used to reading NFL defenses, right? This is true of any rookie, seventh round or not. These things can't be ignored. What Shanahan does is when he thinks when he thinks Purdy's in trouble, he tries to run the ball and settle the game down. That's fine. That's fine. The Eagles' advantage in this game is still Brock Purdy. They still Their advantage is still trying to put the ball on Brock Purdy's shoulders and forcing him to throw to win the game. And, you know, he, he'll run the offense Shanahan wants him to run. He's doing a good job of that. But this is not, you know, at the end of the day, the old adage has always been true of the NFL. The team with the better quarterback usually wins in the playoffs. And, you know, I mentioned the stat earlier. No rookie quarterback has ever started in the Super Bowl. And that includes first overall picks. Not the fact, the fact that he's a seventh rounder is important, but it doesn't matter. The fact that he's a rookie is the bigger thing in this game. And, and the Eagles are going to be breathing down his neck. He's The last two weeks have been two of the worst weeks he's played since he got into the NFL. He hasn't played a true road game in like five weeks. He played two road games, both on the West Coast. Hostile environment. It's going to be loud. Ultimately, like, you know, he's been making mistakes the last two weeks. It's incumbent on the Eagles to ensure that they turn those mistakes into positive plays take advantage of them in a meaningful way like there's been like seattle missed like two interceptions on him trayvon Diggs drops an interception that hits him pretty much in his bread basket i'm looking Um, i'm just i'm looking at the uh the 49ers offensive line because obviously they have trent the best left tackle in football but you know but but aaron banks yeah aaron yeah uh, aaron who's the center is and then another who's the center uh jake brendel Jake Brendel, and then the other guys, what, like... Uh, Spencer yeah. Buford. Yeah, and then and Mike, Mike McGlinchey. Like, Mike McGlinchey's been terrible. Like, this is yeah. his best season since his rookie season, but he's been bad for the most they, Their of offensive line, like, besides for Trent Williams, like, I remember early in the season, like, because I think Trent Williams was hurt or something, um, they were they were awful. They, they, they were <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence was chewing them up every yeah. play. Odigi Zua was chewing them up every play. You can get pressure on Brock Purdy. He that's mm-hmm. and when they mentioned he tends to just drop back back in the pocket and just kind of see what's open. And then Kyle Shanahan schemes a lot of guys open over the middle, and that's for Jonathan Gannon to scheme around. I feel like this is gonna be one of those games where the 49ers march down the field and everyone's like, oh man, Jay Gans, what are you doing? And then at after that point, it's like, okay, we're fine. And then like I mean, Dallas, if if Dak doesn't throw an absolute buffoonery throw 
the CD Lamb and gets intercepted by Fred War- Fred Warner after Jimmy Ward picks it off, okay, they at least probably get a field goal out of that. So then it's a nine six. You know, it's a completely different game if Dak just doesn't buffoon that play. Um, he also uh-huh. just throws a he also threw a pass right to Diamador Lenore like early in the game. Like Dallas was moving the ball against San Francisco, and then Dak just kind of fumbled it in big game situations, like big moments. So like he, I'm gonna yeah. Even against and then I, I'm against gonna just, the Dallas defense wasn't that great. You know, he wasn't that great. And I'm gonna uh, Yeah. I'm gonna continue. quickly give a um yeah, I want to just give a quick piece to the game. Something just came up for me, so I'm just going to have to hop earlier than expected. Um, and maybe you guys should just do a different Zoom so I don't lose the re- – I'll just have the first half of the recording, and then, Donnie, maybe you can just do the second one. Um, mm-hmm. But real quick, before I jumped, I wanted to say a couple of things on this game generally. Like, number one, everybody's been saying this. It's not a surprise. But you should pay attention to where the ball, the game is being played. And what I mean by that is that the Eagles on both offense and defense are going to want the game outside the numbers. They're going to want their wide receivers against the Niners secondary and vice versa. They're going to want Brock Purdy to be throwing against their cornerbacks and not picking apart the middle of the defense on the the opposite is true for the Niners. The strength of their defense is the spine. It's the it's the two linebackers in the middle for the Eagles. The weak part of their defense is the middle. So, you know, pay attention to that. And the second part of this is pay attention to the running games for the Niners. They're going to try to lean on the running game to take pressure off of Purdy. It's going to be interesting to see who takes an early lead because whoever has the lead in the second half will have an opportunity to salt the game away with their running game. And both teams have strong running games and are not typically used to throwing from behind. You don't want to let Nick Bosa pin his ears back and get after the quarterback. And for the flip side for the Niners, you don't want to let Reddick and, and company do that. Um, For the Eagles, you know, at the end of the day, the reason I'm so confident in this game is because I'm more confident that the Eagles passing game can solve the Niners defense than I am the Niners passing game can solve the Eagles defense. And that's both because the Niners secondary is weak, especially over the top, as well as the quarterback. I think ultimately the running games will be a wash. And so the game is going to be one on one of these two quarterbacks' shoulders. And even if you switch spots with them, I would think the Eagles still had the advantage, not because I think Purdy and Hertz are similar players. I just think like taking away the quarterback, the Eagles have the advantage in the passing game. And then you add in the fact that the Eagles have the second team, all pro quarterback and the, and the Niners are running with a rookie seventh rounder. Um, that's my two cents. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I have to jump earlier than I thought I was going to have to, I was late to this. And so, you know, that's upsetting, but, but um, I'm, my prediction is that the Eagles win this game by double digit points. Um, and I'm sure Jay and, and, and Donnie will, will break the rest down, but, but yeah. All right. So we got, we got Brock Purdy and his, uh, his him. ass self out of the way. Let's talk about, let's talk about the man. Oh, actually, I, I forgot before, you know, one of the things with Brock Purdy is, you know, everyone's talking about how the Iowa state versus Oklahoma game where Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts had these big statistical games and Hurts came out with a win, blah, blah, blah. You know, Brock Purdy lost more games on the road than he won in college. He lost more than half of the games he played on the road. And he was at Iowa State for a long time. So traditionally, he's not played well on the road. This is a completely different environment for when he's played in. Uh, like the road games he's had this season, what, uh, Seattle? You know, it's not really the, the Century Link Stadium it's been in recent years. Yeah, no. And then the Raiders. 
I don't think the Raiders fans really care with about Jared Stidham at, at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, people were real excited about that game. <laughs> I saw John McMullen compare the link on Sunday to the Roman Coliseum, and I think that's just funny. Um, but it's, yeah, like, just imagine, you know, you're a first-year starting quarterback, not even first year. You came in halfway through. It's the biggest game of your life, and that's the crowd that you're absorbing for the entire game, you know. We saw Case Keenum crumble under the pressure. And, you know, the catalyst of every Eagles season, until maybe after this one, is that 2017 season where, you know, they won the Super Bowl. And, you know, this this 49ers team is kind of similar to that Vikings team. Inexperienced quarterback who's playing well. Case Keenum was playing well. Leading up to that game, and he had a good first drive, and then, you know, they crumbled. They turned the ball over a few times, and, you know, Nick Foles did his thing. Like we said, being you said, Matchup wise, the Eagles win on most levels. Like you look at that defensive line for San Fran. Who are you worried about? Nick Bosa. Arik Armstead's a good player, and Samson Ebukam's a good player. But are you really are you really super worried about those two players? No. And Javon, Javon Kinlaw and Jordan Willis and Drake Jackson. These are not they're, players. They're linebackers. Super. They're linebackers are what that's uh, really like on defense. He, Dominant. If you take away, you know, the if you take away four games of the Eagles season, the Eagles don't actually have seventy-one sacks. You know, apparently that's. Oh you know, yeah, I seen bait. that. I seen that. that you was, know, oh my god. But if you if you actually if you take Nick if you take Nick Bosa away and you take Hassan Reddick away, the Eagles still have, I I, I insubordinate amount margin. Yeah margin of sacks yeah. than the 49ers. The defensive the Eagles defensive line, I think it's like they're pressed like the like the 49ers offensive line versus the Eagles defensive line is a mismatch. That's mm. both now can they stop the run that well? You know, since that Washington game where Brian Robinson just churned them out, they've been actually really good against the run. People are like you could see people are like oh, the Eagles are only like 15th or 16th against the run, you know, that's a, that's a matchup for the 49ers. Well, since like that week, they're like ninth in DVOA versus the run, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they're clearly an improved running defense. Like Saquon Barkley did well against the Vikings, and then he was a nobody against the Eagles, you know? Right. Who has really run well against the Eagles since that? You know, Jonathan Taylor had a couple nice runs. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, Derrick Henry Henry completely non-factor. Alvin Kamara did nothing. Alvin Kamara did nothing. You know, I don't think there were teams they played since then. You Aaron Jones. I mean, they played the Packers. They, they did nothing. Yeah, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They, you know, they were fine. They really, but... I mean, I think AJ Dillon had a decent game, but Aaron Jones really. Yeah, AJ Dillon was had a pretty good game, but like, and then no, they they've completely. I mean, they've at least flipped the switch. Yeah, like I was, I, I and I don't know if you remember, but I was I was actually during the Washington the Monday night game that we lost. I was in the group chat saying that I was I was really worried about the run defense because this was before obviously we got you know Lindball and and Adamic and Sue, and they, and they really started to care about the, you know, fixing that run defense. I was, I was a little bit concerned because, you know, usually late in the season, the script is, yes, you have, you got to win, you got to win the running game. Right. Right. I mean, run, you got to run. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have, you have Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and those offenses don't, those offenses don't predicate on the run game, but that's an outlier. And yeah, but Buffalo is, you know, where are they? We know where yeah. they are. Yeah, there's an issue. There's issues in Buffalo, and if we were a Buffalo podcast, we could talk about them. But yeah. there's so many issues with that team. I mean, I mean, 
I don't want to get into I don't want to get into the Bills too much, but like they they had a lot of injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and and their their philosophy they have to they have to they have to get help outside of Stephon Diggs because I don't think Gabe Davis is a good a good enough wide think, receiver too. Now we're on the Bills, but I think that just for fun, Buffalo's biggest issue is how much they've invested in that defensive line and got absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean Gregory they Rousseau have, is is fine. He's good. Uh, Von Miller. They drafted two speed edge rushers, Russo and then Boogie Basham, in response to Patrick Mahomes having all day to throw. Mm-hmm. And then they signed Von Miller again. Yeah. And then I don't think they sacked Burrow. And then they have, they decided to pair Ed Oliver, who, who's really not a good run stuffer, with mm-hmm. Jordan Phillips, who's also not a good run stuffer. And mm-hmm. then when they get run on, they get their surprise. Yeah. So I just, it's just, that's a, that's a team who's philosophically built poorly and both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, that's a team who you'd never want to be. You don't want to be a no. team in the crossroads of, wow, we're good, but we're just not good enough. Yeah. And yeah. But back she- to you, <laughs> Yeah, let's get back to you. Let's talk about Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts, I, I said to, in a post I just made a little bit ago, is that he's the biggest advantage because he's the best quarterback on the field. And we, against mobile quarterbacks, who did San Francisco struggle against? Justin Fields. Marcus Mariota, Justin Fields, and to an extent, Jared Stidham, who's semi-mobile. Right. I, so, I want to. I'll give them. The, I'll give the 49ers the benefit of a doubt with the with the Mar, with the Mariota game because. They had some injuries. They had they I mean Bosa didn't play. I don't think Warner played. Uh, well, most of their most of their fronts, like most of their fronts didn't been. play, but I mean yeah. Dude, I'll give him, I you know, know Javon. But yeah, I, I get I get I get the point here. I, I just you know go ahead. Yeah. But like it's still to a degree they struggled against the run. And they struggled against running quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's an advantage that you have and you know, even if just Jalen Hurts being out there, Nick Bosa can't crash the running game as hard. Like, he can't crash Miles Sanders as hard as he would like to, as he could Ezekiel Elliott, because there is no fear that Dak, even though he you know did at one point take off and run. But there is that worry with Jalen Hurts, and he showed that he's still willing to run, and he's still willing to get hit, even though, you know, he's probably just going to By the way, we, haven't, we still haven't really seen Jalen Hurts run the ball. I mean, he only ran the ball nine times for 30, 34 yards. Like, we haven't really seen, like, yeah, no, but no think, defense but, has really seen what he can do since the Chicago game. I don't think he's going to run 17 times. Like, no. we saw a couple, like, two times this season. He's not going to do that. But they just, might. I mean, but, he might but just have. have but just the ability to run and just take, you know, that's like an extra layer to this. We saw Dan Orlowski. I, I sent it to the group chat. Dan Orlowski and Ryan Clark and Marcus Spears talked about like what the Eagles' offense did to New York and how confusing it is. And I, I saw someone mention it. It actually makes re- like it's kind of like a very good like wrap up of this offense. They're a pretty simple passing game. They don't do a lot of complex things in the passing game, but it's connected to their really complex run running game. Like their running game is pretty unique and pretty. And you know, it's props to Jeff Stoutland and Jamel Singleton and Nick and, and Sirianni, Shane Sykin, but their running game is like really complex and it involves a lot of moving pieces. And of course, you know, Jalen's part of it, Sanders game, well, the offensive line, the scheme, and then, you know, it's connected to the RPO. It's connected to the passing game. Like one of the drives against the Giants, they ran it every single time, but where Dallas were but on an RPO where Dallas Goddard was wide open over the middle and got and was at the one yard line. You know, mm-hmm. like they could just 
RPO you to death. And that's what they've done to a lot of teams. But they're also can be a drop back passing team. We saw that against the Giants the first time, the Tennessee Titans. The they can drop back and throw against Pittsburgh. And then there's another that mismatch that I think the Eagles have. And that's against the 49ers secondary. Now they need to get time to throw. And that means Jordan Mailata and Nick Bosa have, I'm sorry, Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson have to block Nick Bosa. Right. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm more worried about my my Lotta, like healthy than I am with Lane. That's that you know dealing with the injury that he's dealing with right now because yeah, Bosa against my Lotta. I mean the advantage obviously goes to Bosa, but and yeah, Bosa's a better player. But you yeah. know we'll see how how they, you know I'm this is a good coaching staff. I'm I'm sure they understand that Nick right. Bosa is like the best defensive player in the league. Mm-hmm. But when if Jalen has time, like. Dalton Schultz had a, I, I don't even know the numbers, but Dalton Schultz had a pretty decent game, you know, in the underneath. So, and and Dallas really doesn't pass to the running backs, even though the Eagles don't really pass to their running backs anymore like that. Um, but like, look, the Mets match of, it has, it has the best name in the league. I'm sorry. Diamador Lenore, I love saying it. And yeah. Traverius Ward against AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. It, that, is a, that is a mismatch. CeeDee Lamb went nuclear when he was going up against the Lenore. And, you know, Traverius Ward, and I mean, the problem with, you know, the issues with Dallas is that they just don't have receivers. They don't have enough receiver talent. So, like, Sean Gibson Jr., uh, senior. Yeah, but when, and, and Talano Hufanga, he was an all pro. Yeah, he was, yeah, he's been, he's been really, he's been good. One of the issues with him is that he's kind of like, you know, he's a Jalen Mills, you know, he's really itching to make a play. And he's kind of gets himself caught up in trouble. And then he gets a double that. move. And then, yeah. Yeah, he'll get a double move and, you know, guys wide open. So, you know, there's a there's points in that secondary you can back. They play a lot of off coverage. Like, I don't know if you notice that when they, if you watch the 49ers Cowboys, like CeeDee Lamb caught a lot of these comebacks and all these curls where, like, they just gave him so much yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, A.J. Brown, you know, my, the Lord's favorite slant merchant, you know, that's a way. <laughs> He's a, a new Michael Thomas, apparently. <laughs> that's yeah. a place he can feast. Um, and then, you know, we'll see. And, you know, Dallas Goddard's better than Dalton Schultz. You know, we'll see what impact he can have. You know, the worry when you're on offense is that Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, because Fred Warner is unbelievable, you know. Yeah, I believe. Play, I believe play, the... No, go ahead. The play he made versus CeeDee Lamb, and I've seen someone say, okay, but if Dak should have gotten that pass off earlier, that pass was late, it probably could have been a score. But for, for Fred Warner, in any sense, to be a linebacker, to run 40 yards, let's say, down the field and defend CeeDee Lamb is insane. He's an insane player. And Drake Greenlaw, honestly, I thought he should have been a pro bowler. I thought he should have been an all-pro. I think he got kind of uh, screwed because he plays next to Warner, and you know they, they probably won't give him the same credit. Mm-hmm. He's a great player. But I mean, like again, Jimmy Ward's a safety playing nickel because he has to. Deshaun Gibson is a veteran player, but is how is he that great? I don't know. It's and then you know the thing with the best thing about the Niners is they're well coached. D'Amico Lyons, you know, old pal D'Amico, you know, he's a great coach. Yeah, we so, yeah we should we should we should give some credit to Demico Ryan's because he might be, he might be taking the, he might be ta- he might be taking the Texans uh, head coach well, job, which would we mean discuss, we could discuss this a little later. But yeah, like, the Eagles the Eagles coaching staff really could stay like, very much intact. I think be, I think the only thing I'd be worried about is like is Carolina with Reich. I think he could take Patulo. I think he could snag Patulo. I think he could snag Johnson. Yeah, um, and, and no, then, but, you know Denard Wilson. We'll see. Exactly yeah, but I think happens. in terms of like the main coordinators, I think I think. But if you go into be... next season, and we'll talk again, we'll save it. But Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon having those guys back, 
That's crazy. That's yeah, that's awesome. I, that's that's awesome. I mean, and like compared to compared to where we were in 20, 2018, I guess, because the Super Bowl was in twenty eighteen, where we lost our offensive coordinator the year after in Reich. You know, it really this is tremendous. Like, this is tremendous. Because and the problem was with losing Reich so late is that John D. Filippo had already committed at that time to be the Minnesota Vikings offensive yeah. coordinator. You didn't have a chance to really get like, it, get it, yeah. revert back. And then you, right. you were picking between grow and Staley and Peterson went with grow because he had experience working with quarterbacks. Right. Um, you never lost Jim Schwartz. Um, Cause you know, he interviewed for a couple of jobs, but that never really materialized into anything. Yeah. So I want to, so the last time last, I believe, I believe it was last season. Yeah. It was the last season. Um, AJ Brown won against the 49ers. Obviously, he was with Tennessee. He had 11 for 145 and a touchdown. So, and this this secondary hasn't really changed. I mean, it's pretty much the same secondary that it's been. Um, so AJ yeah, Brown, I mean, AJ Brown, like hammer the over on AJ Brown. Like he's going, he's going to, he's going to hit the over and he's going to score a touchdown. I'm calling it right now. This is my lock of the this is my lock of the week. This is my new segment. The lock of the week. AJ Brown is scoring a touchdown and he's hitting the over. He so, shared a little, he had some frustrations last week and he pretty much said it, you know. He wants he's a dominant number one receiver and right. he wants to get the every ball. every dominant that's number one receiver. Nom- yeah, that's every dominant number one receiver in the league. So that's not you know whatever. and Jay Jay's but, been clamoring for this all week. He's been saying hey, this is gonna be the this Sunday. I think he's going off. I think he's gonna go I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I think and just based on how they how the 49ers cover, how who they have out there covering, you know what's the situation with his hamstring? Is he fully healthy? Is he not? I think, you know, he's healthy, clearly healthy enough to play and, you know, make an impact. Right. So again, I think, like, I think, so I'm just going to ask this question. Cause I think I know the answer. Cause I think your answer is going to be the same as my answer. What do you think is the most important matchup of the game? Cause I think there's a clear, I think there's an obvious one. I think it's Lane and, and Bosa. I think it's Lane and Milata versus Bosa. Oh yeah, well yeah, Lane and Milata versus Bosa. Yeah, right. But on the other on the other side, I think it's it's not even a matchup. It's just that collection of players, and we haven't talked about it. But getting Avante Maddox back for this yeah. specific game is so that I wasn't an, worried about not having Maddox yeah, for the Giants. Right. So that, that's another interesting worried. point we'll talk about right after you but, said yeah. But the difference in how their inside receiver impacts the game with Maddox Mm -hmm. versus with Josiah Scott is completely different. And you need that in a team who's going to, who attacks the middle, you know, we'll stay, you know, they're going to need Kaiser white and TJ Edwards and CJ Gardner Johnson and Marcus Epps and, you know, Avante Maddox to make plays over the middle, but you're not worried about guys going against Bradbury and Slay. You're not really super worried about Ayuk and Juwan Jennings and Debo on that side. You worry about those guys on the inside, and you worry about George Kittle on the inside. That's where Brock Purdy does a lot of his damage is, you know, feasting over the middle. So it's a collective unit of can these guys stop them from attacking the middle? And that's, you know, a coaching and, and personnel thing. And the same, like on the Eagles side, like, can you attack the middle? Or are you just going to kind of take away, go at the numbers? And we know how good Hertz is going at the numbers. Like, that's all he did last year. So, you know, can they attack? you know the safeties in the corners rather than you know kind of going up against their two two of their best players warner and greenlaw so right yeah i'm not really sure where he's going to be lined up i mean i mean you have to imagine he's going to be in this back in the slot i mean they could move him to safety and have cj gj be there in the slot i mean he's played well 
there's matches. There's like they can have different matchups. You could, in theory, have CJ Garner Johnson on George Kittle a lot of the time because Reed yeah. Blankenship's played well. You could have Blankenship and Epps out there, yeah. and, and you know, and have CJ play, you know, Kittle, or you could have Avante play Kittle, or you could have Slay or Bradbury play Kittle. You know, he's kind of a number. He's kind of a receiver, so you can treat him as a receiver. Um, I don't know. I and then I just want to see how they attack on the ground. Like, can they, you know, just kind of keep. Because once the same Niners start running, it's kind of snowballs. Like we saw Dallas, like guys were just gassed. You know, guys had their hands on their hips, hands on their knees, just kind of like huffing for air. And that's the problem. That you, I think, you, I think my biggest, my, well, I know my biggest concern on Sunday is for, for like just, you know, for, you know, something happens. I mean, any given Sunday, I guess, but where the Eagles tackling, comes into play. I mean, you give oh, yeah. you give these receiver you give the 49ers receivers open open field and especially Debo Samuel, I mean George Kittle, I mean yards after catch. I mean, you can't that's, talk that's about That's where the 49ers that's, you know, they're, that's where they excel. They, they make easy throws right. for Purdy and they let their playmakers make plays. Right. And, and the Eagles haven't been the greatest tackling team this year. I mean, you got it. I mean, you got to you got to take the right I mean, I'm just curious if they're going to take the right angles, you know, that they, they've got to be practicing this all week. They, you know, Sirianni and his coaching staff knows not really, that. Not, I'm not worried about like TJ Edwards missing a tackle. No. Know. It's more like, it's I like, think, I think it's more it's like, like, can your read, corner, can your corners read. make plays and tackle an open space? Yeah, I think, I think that, and I think some of the unexperienced safeties like Reed, um, Kevon, yeah. if, if he's going to play, I don't know how, how much Kevon's, by the way, Kevon Wallace, Kevon Wallace with, the ta- solid. with the time, ta- with the time that, that, uh, Avante Maddox has missed and CJ has missed a little bit. Kevon Wallace has actually Kevon been, Wallace has been really good. Like since the bears game, when he's yeah. been in the game, like I just off the top of my head, he made a big play on third down versus Dallas yeah. on Christmas Eve. He made a big play versus Jawan Johnson against the Saints. He's been a really good special teams player. Like Kayvon Wallace has been a good he's, player. For what he for you know all the talk about how he's never been that good. Kayvon Wallace is like good player. He's the, next, for them. he's the next Brian Dawkins. <laughs> you know he's been a good he's a good <laughs> player. So um, but um, yeah, I think you know it's just. There's so much, you know, we can we can talk about this team for hours and hours, but it's so much that they just have it's just how they play. It's a lot of ifs and ends and buts. They just they match up well and the 49ers match up well. It comes down to the quarterbacks. Can they stop this Brock part the Brock Party Lynn Sanity run and can Hurts play to the level we've seen him play at? And that's and if he can, they win. That's really it. Yeah. All right. So is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into predictions? And then I have a little quiz. I'm gonna test Jay on real quick. That um, I took beforehand. My prediction: Nader thinks it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a little closer. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the Eagles win 27-24. Okay. Off All a right. So elegant boot, not a game winner, but I think it's going to be a little low score. I think it's going to be low scoring than that. Um, I'm thinking like I'm thinking 17-10. Surprisingly 17-10. enough, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a, a low scoring. I mean, these two defenses. Best two defenses in football, really. Um, I don't think it's any question. Um, but I think I think the defense is really gonna out outperform on both sides, uh, more than the offense and especially San Francisco side. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a 17-10 game. Jalen Hurts he's gonna rush, he's gonna ru- I say Jalen Hurts is gonna rush for over hundred yards. Wow. And the 49ers, the 49ers haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher all season since week one against Justin Fields. Hmm. So um interesting. I, I yeah, I'm 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 pulling I'm, I think Jalen Hurts rushes for hundred yards on Sunday. 
What's the confidence level on a scale of one to ten? From ten, from one being well, super I, nervous and ten. I think being I have the. I think I have the the least confidence out of all four of us in at behind the birds. I think I have the least confidence just because, like like we've said so many times today and throughout the week, we Matt they both teams match up so well. So it's like yeah. at some point, and yes, the quarterback is is marginally different. Like like Jalen Hurts was an MVP caliber player probably maybe could be the MVP of the season um, all season long. And Brock Purdy is in his what seventh start uh, eighth start this Sunday um, as a rookie yeah, quarterback at the last pick of the draft. I mean, tenth start maybe when you look at it, when you look at it that way, you say, okay, yeah, clearly the Eagles should win this game, but I'm looking at it as a whole. And I see like, like the issue I said with um, yards after catch, getting, getting these receiver, getting these receivers and tight ends of the 49ers out in open space. I don't know what the Eagles will do. And the 49ers, obviously, just as we do, they run the ball extremely well. McCaffrey, Eliza, Elijah Mitchell, by the way, I don't know. Like he hasn't practiced all week. Yeah. He hasn't practiced all week. So I'm, McCaffrey's banged uh, you know, up too. McCaffrey and Dubois are not yeah, they're, his they're calf, banged up uh, to a degree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like this and this obviously their defense is 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 good, really, really good. Uh Bosa, one thing, Fred one Warner. thing we didn't mention it. What are the one of the things the Eagles are great at on offense is deep is passing the ball deep downfield. One of the things the 49ers are not good at defending is yeah. passes down the field. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and a lot of lot, I've seen a lot of people say too that oh uh in order to to beat Philadelphia, you gotta take Jalen Hurts out of the pocket. Which, if you didn't count that's this a, season, that's very true. Dumb. Very true. Like, very true. If you wanted like to say that before this season, three, I was just about to say that every pocket this metric. season he's been a top three quarterback in the pocket anyway. So it's, it's like garbage. It's, it's, garbage. it's a bit. It's a. It's a lazy take. It's a lazy. It's, it's, take. A, it's a narrative that people are still stealing from last season. And like, if you're not watching the game, then you're just like not paying attention. Right. Say, it's he, a lazy, oh, he's got You gotta make Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm. Well, yeah. he's done that already. He's done. He's done that all season. So. Against and and he's been really good. I mean, let's another stat we didn't point out too. Jalen Hurts against top ten defenses in his career is really really good. Somebody sent the stat the stat in the uh, group chat. Might have been Max or Nader, but somebody like Jalen Hurts against top ten defenses. I, I wish I had the stat with me right now, but he's been really really good. I mean, he only lost one game. What does he lost? What is he's like? Like has like one loss this season against a playoff team, and I really mm-hmm. don't even like they've beaten pretty much every playoff team they played except yeah. Dallas that won yeah. the set the second time, but they beat him the first time. So, yeah. all right, so I got this little quiz here. So I'm gonna give you a little backstory. So I took it the other day. I was scrolling through Twitter and I seen it. So I went on and I believe I got one or two wrong, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you who I got wrong afterwards. So this list, let me let me share the screen with you real quick. You can you can see my screen, right? Yes, I can. All right. So this this quiz is the Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback since 2000. Okay. And you have a four you have a four minute timer. Okay. So after that's four fun minutes. because we know how many times backups have played. Like a backup has played. In, right. Right. I don't know how many. And how there was many, there was every, every there was, season. There was two that I got that I was really proud of. I'm not gonna lie. So uh, so you ready to start now? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Right. We'll start with the with the obvious one, Donovan McNabb. McNabb. McNabb has the most starts. Go with uh, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Second uh, most. Mike Vick. Vick. Third Foles. most. 
It hurts. Hurts, yes. Now we so have we have seven. the top five. So okay, so Sam Bradford's in there. Bradford, yes. Bradford is um, sixth. Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not even joking. Sanchez was the first one I got when I thought. I don't know why. Uh, uh, Dougie P. Doug Peterson. Doug, yes, Dougie P. Now we're gonna get some weird years here. Um, all right, so we have the top. We have we have like all the top seven, eight. All right, so let's throw in um, Gardner Minshew. Minshew. Okay, um, Vince Young. Did Young start a game? I yes, don't think so. Vince Young. He did. He was. He was. He's uh, only started three. He's the least on right. this list. So Jeff Garcia. Garcia, yes. I was proud of this one I got. Okay. Um, one, 2007. Look at the years here. I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so Kevin Cobb has to be here somewhere. Yep, Kevin Cobb was one of like the first ones I thought of. I only missed one. There's something here I'm trying to So right now we have two minutes and 45, about two minutes and 45 seconds left. And we had Jay has 12 out of 15. So he needs three more. So right now we're looking at a quarterback who was on the team from 2001 to 2007. A uh, quarterback that was only on the roster in 2005, and then a quarterback that was with the team from 1999 to 2006. 99 to 06. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think Rodney Pete. Is Rodney Pete in here? I don't think so. But nope. No Rodney Pete. Um, I don't think so. AJ Feely, maybe AJ Feely. No AJ Feely. He is. He oh, is. okay, okay. He is. That's when I was. That's that year. I was yep. tough. So now we he missed. Two. I missed. I missed him on the on mine. <laughs> so you also. So you missed a. You missed AJ Feely. Um, trying to think of the Chip Kelly years. Uh, well, no, Chip Kelly years wouldn't be on here because oh, the, yeah, only, the thinking, only the only ones. Now we're thinking like, ones, thinking like mid Andy Reid. Yeah, you're thinking. Or, yeah, like McNabb's backups really. It was that. That's literally what it was. Is McNabb's backup? Just all McNabb's backups now. Damn. That's mm. gonna be. It's gonna annoy me that I can't get these two. So we got a minute. We got a minute and thirty left. Jay. Jay has to get two more. Oh five. What's the standalone? Oh five. Who the hell is played? I can't. I'm. I'm. I mean, there is a give up option. We could. We I would say we could. I would just for time's sake. I, I literally can't even think of anybody. I can't think of a name. You want to give up? So hit the give up. I'll go through. All right, we got 13. the same score. So I'm not. You know, Mike McMahon and Coy you know, Detmer. I was thinking I couldn't. Even, Mike McCann had no shot. But I was thinking Tide. I was thinking Tide. Me Demeter. I did not yeah. think Coy Demeter. He I had that name on my tongue, but I'm not even gonna say I got. I yep. had it. But I would not have think Mike McCann. That's not one I would have got. Yeah. No shot. Yeah, so I thought that was. You, I mean, you, we were supposed to do it with all with all of us. You, but... Which one did you miss? You missed AJ Feely and and uh and uh McMahon. So you mentioned you you remember yeah. you remember yeah. yeah yeah that's tough. It was it was weird. I don't know why. I don't know why I remembered it. I don't know. That's like but... you pulled that one out of somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah, uh, but while we were, I was waiting, like, it? it was so it was so funny because like the first two I thought of was Sanchez and Cobb. Like I don't know why it was just like. Sanchez is like Sanchez was fun. That was a remember when like Sanchez was like the franchise quarterback. Yeah, and and for some reason I I, I struggled with uh I got him I got him towards the end, but I struggled with Dougie P. I was like I don't know Dougie why P, I forgot. Only, only had that one year. Only had oh, one year. I was like, yeah, yeah, but um, I was like I was like, oh man, Chase Daniel did he ever start? Josh McCown ever get a start? Yeah. And yep. I was like, who? And like McNabb missed a couple games a year. 
Yeah. But um. But since we only have we only have a couple of minutes left on this time limit that that Zoom is giving me, um, do you have any do you have any other final thoughts before we we head into Sunday's game? And I think the next time you hear from us, we'll be doing a Super Bowl preview. That's gonna be fun. Cause we, yeah, no, we weren't around. We weren't, yeah, we weren't around for the for uh pod, for the first the one. Pod, the pod began. I wasn't one of the was first people. COVID. I I joined on COVID. Yeah, I think. The yeah, first yeah, time yeah. Jay up. wasn't originally. Jay wasn't in behind the birds. It was just me, Nader, and Max. And then we, the first time we I brought, showed up was uh, the Jalen Rager pod yes, review. The draft, and it was our. I think it's still our most viewed, uh, listened to pod to this day. Yeah, I mean, I've been on the pod since then, and. Yeah, we brought originally. Get, originally, we brought Jay on as a guest. I can't even then, get my name on. I can't even get my name on the logo. You know, I've been here for this. Long. <laughs> we we try. Listen, we we contacted the kid who made the logo originally, and he never got yeah. back. He said he was going to do it, and he never got back. The to people me. can't. No one can hop into Fonto and just you know, put my name on the side. <laughs> well, I don't know what font he used, so I don't want to make it look. some sans text. You know, aerial right, text. I'll, I can't, I'll, I'll put you on the logo, Jay. I'll but. put you on the logo. I don't know what to tell you. I handle all of our social media. You know, you think that somebody would step up around here? being that i handle all of our social media you know? you're, you're the you're the manager we're, we're still we're still looking for an intern by the way i mean we, we've gone through we've gone through like two interns and like they said that they were going to do stuff for us and then they never did so we had to fire them but yeah we are looking for an intern we give college credit um, yeah, no money involved college. obviously yeah we'll, we'll, we'll put you on yeah don't go to your college and say anywhere for a podcast because yeah they don't know us maybe yeah. they know us maybe they don't yeah no they, they probably do yeah they probably do they listen but um, that's been us from behind the birds. Um, that was formerly Nader, who left about a half hour ago. Um, I'm your boy. Phil Eagles updates. Still follow me, even though I don't post. You know, whatever. Just get me to the K, and then I'll start posting again. And that's uh, Eagles baby. underscore Empire man holding it down on Instagram. Go birds. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe next week. I don't know because it is going to be a Super Bowl. Like if we when we win, like if it's gonna be a Super Bowl pot, I was gonna say maybe we could talk about some draft prospects because me and Jay, hey man, me and Jay, hey man. Lucas Van Ness. Clay. Yes, I let me I tell know. you something. I've been I've been saying in the group chat all week, Lucas Van Ness. Watch out for that guy. I think he's gonna climb up boards. Like I mean, he's already starting to. I think he's I think he's already starting to be in the top ten on a lot of people's hey, mock well, drafts. Dude, but well, then Jer- Daniel Jeremiah had him going eighth. Yeah. To, so, to Atlanta. And my person, he had my guy, Devon Witherspoon, going like seventh. I like Devon Witherspoon. Those are, that's, yeah. one, that's my guy. Yeah. Oh, man. We'll be there for draft coverage. Don't worry. We will. Yeah. We will have plenty of draft pods. Don't don't worry about that. We'll be doing mock drafts all over. So, uh, yeah, that's been us. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.